All right, welcome to Lyle's Movie Files. Big Thursday. This is December 14th. This is the eve, and I guess some people right this moment are seeing Star Wars The Last, Last Jedi. Jason and Gunner are not here, but joining me, who haven't been here for a minute, is the one and only Chief. What's up, man? Hey, I'm back. You're back. I, How's everything I'm been, back. Man? I know everybody out there at Lyle's Movie Files has missed me. Tremendous. The wait is over. The amount of, of, of fan mail and tweets and... Facebook posts asking for the return yeah. of Chief. I saw it. It was a lot of love. I appreciate it. I'm here for All you right, guys. Definitely. So Big Thursday, of course, the big news for the day because Disney just had to have this amazing week, time just in, just, just in perfect timing to coincide with The Last Jedi possibly kicking off with another $200 million-plus opening. It has bought the Fox Movie and Entertainment Library, which means for me and for you and for a lot of comic book fans, finally, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four get to be incorporated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm excited about this because I felt like, you know, this it's been so great seeing Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, etc. done to this great high level. We saw Spider-Man get incorporated into the fold seamlessly, and Spider-Man Homecoming was one of the best Spider-Man movies. So now it's like, okay, what are they going to do with the Fantastic Four? What are they going to do with the X-Men? X-Men is in a kind of an interesting position because they've got this new Dark Phoenix movie, which which I assume, there's no reason to believe that they're going to shelve that, that that's coming out next year. So it'd be interesting to see if they use that as kind of a opportunity to hit the reset button again and start over, or they just continue on with the existing franchise with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Michael Fassbender, and just go from there and, and let it just run its course. I doubt that's going to be the case because they want to bring everybody in there, but I'm curious that they're going to take the same actors and just bring them in or bring an entirely new cast into their existing universe. And then with Fantastic Four, they've already gone through a relaunch with the 2015 version, which was terrible and sucked. And <laughs> so now they can just start fresh and, and bring the, the Fantastic Four, Kang, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer, and all those characters that were tied up and associated with the FF into Marvel. So... Chief, I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens. What's your thought on this? Oh, fantastic. You know, uh, I think that the the franchise, I think these, these people need to be incorporated. The, 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 the X-Men movies have been bad for so long. Fantastic Four, has been, it, it, I, I didn't like either, the, you know, the first one nor the second one, to be honest with you, in Fantastic Four. It'll be good to see them build a storyline, maybe have a movie where, where everyone's in it. And uh, as far as the the actors, I don't have a problem with the actors from the movie. You know, I mean, I like I like McAvoy, uh, Lawrence. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name who plays Magneto now. Fastbender. Oh, um, Fastbender, Michael Fastbender. Yeah. So I I like I like those. You know, I like the actors. So if they kept the actors and then incorporated them, you know, into the you know the Disney thing, that's fine. That that'll be awesome. Actually, I probably like it that way better because you're accustomed to these roles here, you know, them playing these roles. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious about that because I think that that's going to be the kind of like the tricky point with that because, like you said, Fassbender and McAvoy have done these roles for, I guess, going on four movies now. 
You know, looking at, at Disney Marvel's track record, they didn't bring Andrew Garfield in to play Spider-Man. For most accounts, people liked his take on Spider-Man, but they didn't bring him on to play Spider-Man. But they're thinking being, we want to be a high school Spider-Man, Peter Parker. We just want to come up with something different. Um, that's what they do to, you know, that, I don't want to, you know, that whole Spider-Man fiasco. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm still struggling to understand that. I, what, what is that? That's six movies, six Spider-Man movies? Yeah. And three different actors, right? That, that's too much, man. That, it's too much changing. That's what I'm saying. It, it's too much. It, it, listen, Tobey Maguire might have been getting old. I'll give you that. There was nothing wrong with Garfield. I got used to Garfield coming in. He did pretty good in the two of them that came out. They weren't bad movies. I don't, I don't have a problem with the new guy. I think the new guy plays a good Spider-Man. Then at some point, if you're trying to bring everything to blend, then you got to stop taking out the characters. You just blend them in. They're already there. They're already set up. Just just come with a good script. Personally, I'm hoping they fix up a few things with the X-Men because I, no matter how hard they want to make this happen, I'm just not a fan of Mystique being one of the main heroes, being this vital cog to the X-Men. She's a bad guy. In the comics, she was always kind of like this, at best, second-tier villain. And, and it wasn't until the movies came around where they started making her this prominent character in the X-Men. And, and they make her like she's the ultimate mutant just because she can change how she looks. So I'm really hoping they go to a more traditional X-Men team with, like, Cyclops, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Storm, Colossus, Jean Grey, maybe Maybe Gambit, maybe Rose, maybe Iceman, but just keep it something like that, where it's, it's a classic team, <laughs> and there's Jubilee. no blending of villains. I mean, they can throw in Jubilee. <laughs> I'm just really excited because, you know, with the Avengers, we got to watch them come together. But with both of these films, I mean, both of these properties, they're going to take kind of existing teams who kind of organically form. Like the X-Men are all brought together kind of under the guise of the school. So they start off that way, and the Fantastic Four is a family that gets this accident that gives them these amazing, incredible powers, and they just decide to start being explorers slash superheroes. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. I'm already starting to do some fan casting on who they're going to bring in for the Fantastic Four. That should be fun. Uh, I read earlier today that the Disney is not opposed to keeping Deadpool at that rated R level. They're not going to try to Disney-fy the version of Deadpool that worked so well that was such a huge success for Fox. They're just going to leave that unfiltered and just let Deadpool be Deadpool. What do you think about that? Were you worried about that or just figuring they do what's well, right by them? Deadpool, okay, so you enjoy Deadpool. I enjoy Deadpool. Why couldn't they make the other movies that good? So I wasn't worried about it. I think, I mean, you can't put a Disney spin on everything, you know, you know, the X-Men break out in song and start singing the Frozen song or whatever. So, you at, you know, at, at some point, you, uh, especially dealing with these type of movies, you, the, the, the Deadpool movie is, is fantastic the way it is. If they change it, they're going to they're gonna ruin it. Um, I, don't think, I don't think they'll touch it. But Yeah. Hopefully they don't have the X-Men and Fantastic Four singing. That would be terrible. That, that may be the like, only way they can make The Last Stand look like a good movie. I'm so, I'm so glad this happened, man. I'm so angry at the at the X Men franchise, man, and and I love the X Men coming up, mm-hmm. love Wolverine, um, and wanted it to be so much more than what it was. I mean, you like I said, you watch Avengers, Avengers, you you when you leave the movie theater, you leave the movie theater satisfied. 
mm-hmm. X-Men, you just walk out of that thing like, what the hell did I watch? So with this taking place, with Disney taking over, man, I'm just like, I'm, I'm excited for these new scripts, man. I'm excited. Like, of course, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the only character that will change is, is Wolverine. I'm assuming that there will be a new Wolverine. I don't think. Well, Hugh Jackman uh, said that he he's done. So not even right. this whole Disney Fox deal is going to make him unretired from playing Wolverine, which right. is kind of like I'm like, come on. It'd be kind of neat watching him with Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. But it's probably for the best because that way they can create their own Wolverine. Because even if he showed up for one movie. They're going to want to do more than one X-Men or one right. Logan Wolverine movie. So just you need a younger one. To find a guy. Yeah, find a younger guy, a shorter guy who mm-hmm. maybe even is Canadian, like Wolverine actually is in the comic book, and let him, right. let him truly be like Wolverine. I, I think they'll be right Wolverine, by, five, Nah, I think he is shorter. I mean, because in the comics, when they started off, he was much shorter than everybody else, which made him cool because it's like this little pipsqueak guy with these claws is going after everybody. Mm-hmm. The movies with Hugh Jackson, they started sizing him up, making him kind of like more the same height as everybody, which to me kind of took away from a lot of Wolverine's charms. Like, dude, he's a short dude who doesn't care about his size because he'll just claw and shred you up anyway. Yeah, I like that part about it. So hopefully they'll get somebody a little bit shorter. I know that that's not of all the major important priorities for whoever they get to be Wolverine. That's not number one, but I would love for them to kind of pay attention to that. Another thing I'm excited about is we're actually going to see the X-Men wearing costumes. I mean, at least that's, that's another hope I have. Because I, I know they're not going to be in black leather and black leather and yellow, they're going to have some sort of costume to look like they're superheroes. And that's going to be a good thing. I know in X-Men Apocalypse, maybe the one good thing was they had the X-Men show up in costumes for 2.5 seconds in the end. But, man, we're actually going to see them in costumes, look like heroes. Dude, I, I'm already anticipating, hoping that we get a, a Marvel Secret Wars movie where mm. everybody comes together to fight all the bad guys. Including Galactus, who's the not beyond a cloud, it. but a giant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, dude, I think that would, you know, because when they started doing with Infinity War, it's like, that's cool. I wish they had the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, because they're, they're part of that whole deal. But, man, if if we have to sacrifice them not being in Infinity War to get them in a Secret War movie, that's so much better. Because that is, what? like, one of my favorite stories, and, and they could really do a crazy job putting that together. Let me ask you this. How long is, how long do you think this Infinity War can last, these, these Infinity War movies? There are only two. They, they've been real quiet on the second one. Like, we don't even know well, what the name of it is. And the next movie, I mean, the movie's coming out in May. So we're in a real quick timeline in terms of, like, hey, all right, Infinity. From I'm Thor to Avengers, right? Right. I'm wondering if they're deliberately holding out the name of the movie until after people see this this new one. Um, and maybe it's just a matter of they're just waiting and building up that anticipation for uh, the next year, for 2018 Comic Con or the Disney convention, so they can just put it out for everybody to see it right then. And so everybody's already seen the, you know, the Infinity War, and there's no spoilers, so they know where the story's going to go. They're already well, shooting what, it, and we what know a decent amount of people are going to be in it. So it's just a matter of what they decide to do. What if, I said, what if 
this one, you know, they don't finish it off on this one, right? So this is the start of it, right? It's just mm-hmm. getting popping with this movie here. And then as they're doing this, they're doing a production where the X-Men also join the Infinity War. Like, no introduction to them. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just join in. They have their own part of Infinity Wars, too. And then just as that Infinity Wars movie, they run into the Avengers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. that third one... And then that third one will be an all-out, everybody, boom. Now, that would be hot. Well, you know, with Civil War, they originally didn't have Spider-Man in the movie. They they went back and kind of incorporated him late. Not not so much that they had to revisit so much stuff, but they learned that they were able to get him and, and juggled around some stuff so he could be, you know, an actor participant and have a decent role in that. I think mm-hmm. maybe... Because they, they've, they've been shooting the Infinity War and whatever, this fourth film, back to back. They may be way further along. But what I was thinking was, you know, they have, like, you know, Infinity War and sequel wraps up. And then we see Doctor Doom watching this play out. And then, like, I'm going to take the Avengers out. But first, I'm going to deal with the Fantastic Four. And then maybe we have, like, a, a TV screen picture of them and... That kind of leads into whatever the next Fantastic Four movie is. And maybe they don't even fight Doctor Doom, but he's like a transition bridge from the focus on the Avengers to Fantastic Four and then the X-Men. I think there's a lot of different ways they could do it. I'm really hoping and wondering if if maybe they're kind of like, well, shoot, if we could put the Fantastic Four and the X-Men in this, maybe we just need to put some of this stuff in the, the unused footage vault and just figure out a way to put them into the movie. Right. I think fans would be ecstatic and wouldn't care about the logistics of why are the Fantastic Four, why are the X-Men suddenly in here. I think if they showed one massive scene where the Avengers are side-by-side side with the Fantastic Four who are side-by-side side with the X-Men, everyone right. would lose their mind in that first picture, that first shot, and it wouldn't matter. Right. And it's just like, shoot, I'm on. I don't care. I'm down to see this movie 40 times because this is where I've always wanted to see in the big screen. And it's mm-hmm. crazy just thinking about how this started from Iron Man and then they got Spider-Man back into the fold and now they can actually put all these characters with the, you know, because they, they spent this time building up Guardians of the Galaxy and so you've got them and people are... Right, because they're going to be in that Infinity War. Right, so they're going to be in yeah. Infinity War so we can have the Avengers, the Guardians, the... Fantastic Four, the X-Men, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, all these guys together. And then they're going to have Captain Marvel show up in this one, too, or in the fourth film. So there's so much stuff they can do, and I'm really curious and hoping. Shazam Captain Marvel? No, not that one. The, uh, the female from Marvel, Brie Larson's character. So she'll be playing. So she wasn't showing up. At least I'm picking DC. Yeah, okay. showing up. Yeah, in Infinity War, but she is going to be in the fourth film. They've got to put Stan Lee somewhere in this thing where he's just talking to all these characters. Like, maybe right before Infinity War, he's the general that's talking to him or something. Because that shot would be cool, seeing him talking to all these guys that he played a role in creating and building that foundation of Marvel. And that was always, like, his big thing, to get these characters onto the big screen. So... It would be pretty yeah. cool to see him with all these guys together. I'm glad he's uh, lived long enough to see this thing come to fruition. 
You know what I mean? Because I, I, I read a book where he where it just broke down, like even back in the seventies, he was trying to get them to to the movie screen because he thought the movies were the real avenue that they would take off and become these household names. And and so many decades later, that actually happened. And he's right in the mix and and seeing all mm-hmm. these people who've never picked up a comic book embrace these characters in a way right. that I'm sure not even he expected. So. It's really yeah, cool. and, I, um, and you know the way they pay homage to him in every uh, in every movie. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's it's kind of reminds me of Stephen King when he does a movie. You yeah. know, he always has that one part somewhere in the movie mm-hmm. that he shows up, does a line, and you know what I mean. It lets so, them do their thing. <laughs> yeah, they let them do their thing. Let the movie so, continue. Yeah. Right now, uh, they they've got my attention. We've got Aquaman coming out in December. I mean, there's, there's stuff, but, man. I'm How do you feel about Aquaman? Things. How do you think that's going to be? Man, let, let, let's talk about what's going down with DC, because I've got some real real thoughts about all this. So DC just had a they, – they did a panel at a Comic-Con in Brazil, and they ran through their slate of what they've got coming out, you know, in the next few years. And let, let me run these down for you real fast. So we've got Wonder Woman okay. 2, obviously. Got awesome. Aquaman, which is coming December. Then we've got mm-hmm. now this isn't necessarily in order, but this is just the movies they announced. So we've got Aquaman, then we've got Flashpoint, Justice League Dark, Suicide Squad Two, Shazam, Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps, and then Batman. Okay, so Flash was you say Flash, you talking about Cyborg? No Cyborg. No Cyborg movie. But for that was that was kind of rumored tease a long time ago. The thought now was that they were going to just fold him into the Flashpoint movie. Did you ever read Flashpoint? No, I, I'm 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 not a huge Flash fan, but you know I you know I will catch if we if we talk about something here on um uh on Lyle's movie files, I'll, I'll generally you know read something about it, go back into Wikipedia or something like that, and, and read uh what happened. So you know. I can catch up on it, but there was a flashpoint on on the Flash on uh that that flashpoint was compared to the comics the TV version sucked. So basically, okay. the flashpoint what they did was kind of the same concept. Barry's trying to stop Reverse Flash from killing his mom. He does that, but screws everything up. And in the, in the comic version, everything is is so drastically different from what he remembers. And the like the main hero in this world is Cyborg. Everything else is just terribly wrong. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are fighting. There is a Wayne underneath the Batman suit, but it's not Bruce Wayne. Superman doesn't really exist. Everything's gone crazy. But it it's such a cool read because Cyborg, that's like one of the few instances where they actually made him a main, a made man, where it was like, wow, Cyborg is really cool. And it wasn't, ah, he's cool when he's with the Titans. It was like, nope, Cyborg on his own is a cool superhero. So I think you should read it because I know you're kind of ambivalent about him anyway. So yeah, but the big thing with this slate of movies is missing. There's no Justice League 2. There's no Man of Steel 2. There's no Flash movie. I mean, I don't know how you're going to start doing a Flash movie kicking off the Flashpoint. Because Flashpoint is like an alternate reality. There is no real set universe in the DC movie world to to shake up by having a Flashpoint movie. So now, a lot what, of problems with what they're doing. What, what did Justice League end up doing? Because a lot of I love Justice League, 
don't I, yep. I that movie to me was a good movie. And, and but I talked to a lot of people and they're like, I didn't like it. And I'm like, Well what did you like about it? They don't really know per se. I I you know, I, I enjoyed <laughs> can't put I their enjoyed the on. movie. Right. They can't really put so, their finger on any one thing. They're just like, eh and I'm like, Well, what did you like, what more did you want? But so maybe DC do you think DC I hope there's no hope that they there's no realistic notion that they would abandon the Superman franchise of Justice League, would it? No. I mean, this this announcement of movies would seem to cover... I mean, because Aquaman's the only movie they've got coming out next year, which is real suspect. I mean, Marvel has three, and this is before they start cranking out the Fantastic Four and the X-Men movies and Deadpool. I mean, they've got so many movies that they can't help but do three. And now with all the Fox movies, because, you know, they've got New Mutants coming out next year, they've got, like, four or five comic book movies on the docket. They've got, how many of these? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten? No, it's just nine movies. So they got nine movies coming out and one coming out next year. So if they do that slow trickle-down approach, it could take years for them to, to go through all these. Now, they're probably... Have you figured nine movies... At a hundred million yeah. apiece, that's over a billion dollars that they're expecting next year. I mean, so, <laughs> so here's the deal. So, so worldwide, Justice League grossed six hundred and seventeen million dollars. Basically, it only made two hundred and fourteen. Now, to to give you some kind of perspective on on what Warner Brothers is hoping for this weekend, Star Wars: The Last Jedi is. Did predicted to make over two hundred million. So realistically, by this time next week, Star Wars: The Last Jedi could overtake the entire domestic haul of Justice League in a week. But, but when did like, six hundred million become bad? Dude, I I can tell you because for me, I mean, I'm how much like, did it take to make the movie? It's a lot, man. It, it, I mean, it's it's a lot even if it took even if it took two. Hundred million dollars for them to make the Justice League movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's still a four hundred and fifty million dollar profit. Like, like, dude, that's beautiful. I mean, it, it, maybe because maybe because I'm poor. Four hundred fifty million. Some idea of what, what's going on in the top one hundred all time grossing movies worldwide, all time. Justice mm-hmm. League just misses the cut. The and number one hundred is Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. And that has six hundred ninety four million. So really, and and it is six hundred ninety five. How much was it? Six hundred nine six hundred ninety five million. That was a good movie yeah. though. But, it was. but still, uh, still, just a thing. I guess it should have done more. I don't. Maybe DC. I don't. It's not marketing it right. I don't. I don't understand why nobody wants. I don't understand. Like those are those are, those those are some good movies. Maybe everybody. You know they what? It, it may be most people know about Marvel. Like, that's their go-to. Um, DC, compared to Marvel, has never been, to me, I guess, no, as popular as Marvel. No, no, man. No, man. See, see, the thing is, DC has always had that general public awareness with Superman, Batman, I didn't say Robin, definitely Wonder Woman, maybe Joker, 
Catwoman. So they've got these big, iconic superheroes. But I think what they've done over the years is kind of watered down and not put together a cohesive vision of what they want out of their movies. They've got the Flash TV show. They've got Green Arrow. So that's one version of Flash, let's say. Then they've got cartoon versions of Flash on Justice League. Then they've got a Batman trilogy by Christopher Nolan that's not connected to anything. And I think where they messed up, if you want to play Monday morning quarterback, their biggest mm-hmm. mistake was not immediately recognizing in 2008 when Iron Man set up for Avengers. Shoot, we need to figure out, we need to immediately change and alter our plans so we have something to counter that. We need to be more aggressive with our movies. But they, they just sat back. All they did, so let's see, when, when Iron Man came out that same year, they put out um, Green Lantern. So Green Lantern was a good movie if it was done in yeah. 2000. I'm sorry, it was 2011 when it came out. So Green I'm Lantern would have been fine as a 2002 movie, but in 2011, people had already seen Iron Man 1, 2, Incredible Hulk. I, yeah, they'd seen Thor by this point. So watching Green Lantern was kind of like, eh. I mean, you know, if you put it out around Spider-Man in the first or second X-Men, that's a totally different ballgame. But DC was hoping the Green Lantern was going to be a spark to launch this new universe. Instead, they had to, to restart everything all over again. And instead of being, instead of having a plan B, they always seemed like they got caught with their pants down. It was like, oh, shoot, people didn't like that. Oh, what's next? We don't know. We don't have anything really set to go to kick off this new universe. And it took them two more years until Man of Steel came out. And Man of Steel was was not set up as a universe-creating movie. It was kind of like a bubble, and maybe there was like a mention of, of Wayne Enterprises. So it was like, oh, okay, there's a little Easter egg. Maybe Batman exists. But it wasn't a guarantee that this, this was connected in any way to any upcoming or previous Batman movies. So then it took them, what, two more years to get Batman versus Superman out? And they weren't doing anything else in between that. It was just like, okay, we've got this. I'm sorry. So it took them three more years to get Batman versus Superman out. And by 2016, Marvel Studios had flooded the market with like 15 comic book movies, 15, 16 at that point. That's a huge head start. And so the audience started thinking, well... This, the Marvel way, is the way you make a movie. You make it funny. You make it with characters. You throw in a little romance drama. And that's how you make a comic book movie. I think that that Warner Brothers' biggest mistake was letting Marvel Studios define how to make a successful comic book movie post-2008. They were content Mm. and really happy with the Dark Knight franchise because they're some of the all-time highest-grossing movies no, no need to even say comic book movie. Highest grossing movies of all time. So yeah, especially that Joker one. Nolan. Yeah, I mean it's it's like huge and major. So it's like okay, that's a done deal. But they never really thought up a cohesive vision. They didn't have somebody like Marvel Studios with Kevin Feige who was outlining once this trilogy of Christopher Nolan stops, what's next? It was always, hey, let's do a Green Lantern movie. Let's do the Superman movie. Let's do this. There was no real plan kind of in place until 2016. It's way too late in the game to try to play catch-up when Marvel Studios 
killing it. When they've got the Avengers as one of the highest grossing movies ever, when they've got movies that just continually got better. So when they put out Avengers in 2012, it wasn't like they had a bunch of stinkers after that. They put out Winter Soldier. They put out Guardians of the Galaxy. They put out Civil War. I mean, it was just like, well, geez, what what purpose? I mean, what can they do? So I give Warner Brothers a lot of credit for trying to do something different with Dawn of Justice. I mean, it was like, look, we're just going to put Superman, we're going to put Batman, and it's going to be a different non-Marvel approach to a movie. It just turns out the majority of audiences just want a Marvel movie. They they just want to laugh. They want an escape. They don't want their heroes to be sad all the time. They just want to laugh and go to the movies and see some cool stuff happen with superheroes using powers, not complaining about their burden, their destiny, their responsibility, and just being heroic, maybe being inspired by seeing what happens. And DC's approach just was different. And that approach was just not what people wanted. I think Wonder Woman kind of came through and stood out because it was more of a Marvel movie. But I also think it benefited from being in a bubble so they didn't have to bother with trying to tie in any continuity with everything else that had come between. But again, the Marvel format has been one movie connects to another. Character A from this Marvel movie may show up in character C's movie. And then character F may show up in character K's movie. So it just kept flowing. And when you build a universe and you're not connecting things together like that in a way where people go, oh, I remember this guy. I remember Iron Man. Oh, he's in Hulk. Oh, this guy from the Thor movie is now fighting the Avengers. Oh, okay. And now Thor's showing up in the tail end of this movie. And it just, it made it something so people kept wanting to see the next one. They stayed and sat through the credits because they wanted to watch what was going to happen. What was the tease for the next movie? And with the internet, people were seeing, they were knowing, they knew what was going to happen to some extent. They knew on the dock it was this movie, but they were held with bated breath waiting to see what they were actually going to see on the big screen to connect these characters one to the next. And I think Mar- Marvel, Warner Brothers just never kind of grasped that approach. It was like, well, we don't want to do end credits because that's what Marvel does. And I think at this point in the game, they just need to do what Marvel does. And I think it's just a, an overhaul of the seriousness. But I think, I mean, you know, again, I really like them being different. But I like the comedy. I like the the fun, heroic interaction between the characters in Justice League. I really hope they don't just say, well, Justice League didn't work. Let's not do another Justice League movie. Because I think if they take the time to build it up, build the different characters up, a Justice League sequel could be really good. And if they deliver on that promise to have the Justice League versus the Injustice League, that's still something that Marvel has not done. I think there's a future hope, hopefully, for these Warner Brothers movies. But I think they need to take a, a hard look at what they've got coming up. Justice League Dark is not a good movie to change that momentum. Just for the name, people already associate these Warner movies with darkness, with bleakness, with no hope. That's not going to draw kids to the movie theaters. Um, Flashpoint features Aquaman fighting Wonder Woman, and maybe the the, the audience didn't want to watch these heroes fighting against each other. And in Civil War, they did it in a way where it's like, oh, cool, who's on Team Cap? Who's on Team Iron Man? 
Maybe they don't want to see Aquaman fighting Wonder Woman. I think Shazam is the one film that has the most potential to be like a, a, a Marvel movie because it's a little kid who, when he says a magic word, becomes a superhero. And I think that's going to be so relatable to every kid, maybe even to every adult out there, that that's the one that they really need to, to nurture and take care of and develop in the right way. Because I think that has the potential to be their next Wonder Woman-sized hit. But they've also got a Suicide Squad on the on the docket. And Suicide Squad, I mean, man, that has, like, no positive buzz, right? I mean, did you like it? Not particularly. Like, it was a movie that I didn't have to see twice, for sure. It was funny, because I watched it. I liked it well enough when I was in the theater. And then when I watched it at home, I was like, man, boy, yeah, this this is a... This is a movie, I guess. But I think there are other characters that DC and Warner Brothers need to explore and bring them to the big screen. The Legion of Superheroes, they would make for a fun series. Uh, Nightwing or Teen Titans. They've got all kinds of potential for good stuff. And I think that they're, if they keep the approach of Wonder Woman, Batman, and whatever else we throw in there will work. I don't think that's going to keep working. People have seen enough Batman movies. And, you know, Wonder Woman is still fresh, so, but, I mean, not even Wonder Woman being heavily promoted in everything for Justice League got half of that audience to come see that movie. Right. I don't know, what would you do? As far as making a DC, DC movie better? I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, I don't think these movies have been bad. With the exception of Suicide Squad, I think they've done their vision well, and it's just a matter of getting more people to buy into it. So how would you get that audience buy-in? Uh, you know what? I, at this point, I, I don't even know, because I, I thought Justice League was going to be a, a a a bigger hit than what. See, I'm a, but I'm a fan of Superman, so maybe I don't, you know, I have you, I have no idea. I, I really don't know what 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 the people want. I mean, they want Marvel. They definitely they have to make a Justice League too, though. They have to. I, the I think I think the Green Lantern movie. I'm not a Green Lantern movie. The uh, Aquaman movie is going to be a mistake, though. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a feeling because like I like even when they mentioned it, I had no desire to see Aquaman in a standalone movie. Um, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't like, like, for example, if you watch the, like the X-Men, oh, let's go, let's, you know, um, every, I, you, I guess you need more, would you, would you go see a, see a standalone movie about Beast from the X-Men? <laughs> no, I would not. That's kind of how I feel about Aquaman, like, I'm not really too keen on I like the character. I like, you know, uh, the guy, Jason Momoa, or something like that, who plays yeah. Aquaman. That's fine. Um, I think he plays a, you know, he plays a good Aquaman. There was some funny parts in Justice League, especially when he's sitting on Wonder Woman's, uh, uh, lasso. Lasso, yeah. So, um, but a standalone, like, I don't think you can make a standalone from every character. And you know, there's one I, I thing with Aquaman. Because I, I feel you on a lot of levels, like on paper, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if you guys could work that. But the guy who's directing Aquaman is James Wan. And he's the guy who did the uh, 
Fast and Furious movies. So, so who, which, which I feel movie? like Fast and Furious. Okay. So he's creator, and I think that he could do some stuff that has me much more excited than, you know, like a normal kind of everything goes, just toss it up and see what happens kind of movie. I think mean, he's creative, and I think that he can make that exciting and do some different stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking right now at some pictures of Aquaman with Mera and Aquaman out on the beach. I think this movie could be interesting just to look at because of the underwater presentation. We haven't seen that in anything Marvel-related. So I think that, that approach could be different and fresh. And I don't know. I, I hope for the best with that. But I think it's a mistake leaving Aquaman is the only movie in 2018. Right. Now, the Shazam movie, you know, because I love Billy Batson, man. I, that's why when you said uh, Captain Marvel, and I was like, Captain Marvel? I was like, oh, <laughs> you know. that's So, yeah, um, that would be interesting for me. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know what DC needs to get started. I, like I said, I thought, I thought, I definitely thought that Justice League, the people would come out and see it, um, you know. I mean, well, no, Wonder Woman I, I think did well. That, I think a problem with it was the timing, and I don't think anybody at Warner Brothers expected Thor Ragnarok to be so good. Like Thor, yeah, the Thor weird. movies have traditionally not been Marvel's biggest draws, but no. Ragnarok was so good. It was funny. It had really good action, and it was just such a surprise. And it was like, whoa. We were all excited and looking forward to next year, but Thor was great, and the critics yeah. really liked it. And I think, to some extent, I mean, just releasing Justice League two weeks after, people were still buzzing and going to see Thor, and Thor was eating into some of that money. So there wasn't that period where, man, there's no comic book movies out. I want to see a comic book movie. And it was just like, well, I just right. saw Thor. I don't need to see Justice League. And then everybody was buzzing about how great Thor was. And, you know, whatever their thoughts were in Justice League, people weren't buzzing about it. And then, you know, it's just like, well, shoot, we just waited a few more weeks and, and Star Wars is coming out. So I think, I think the timing of it was bad. I think if they put the movie out in, say, August or September, maybe even October, people would have been much more into it than they were. But I think it was just, Bad timing and not knowing how successful Ragnarok was going to be. Because kind of putting that real egg on the face of everybody at Warner Brothers, Ragnarok did way better uh, financially than Justice League did. And it was just one guy or two, if you count Hulk, and instead of the uh, entire Justice League. And on that all-time list, Ragnarok already has made $835 million. Wow. So it's, it's, it's done massive. So, and nobody saw that coming. No, they that, definitely not me. Superman, yeah, Batman vs Superman made eight seventy three, so it wasn't even. Oh. I mean, it's not that far away from that. Right. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, we've been talking about this for a minute. I also wanted to talk because I, I know this is one of your favorite topics. Walking Dead had its mid season break this week, and we had a lot of stuff happening. Uh, Fall of Alexandria and the the kingdom collapsing and with Ezekiel captured and only hilltop of these three towers, if you will, still standing. And 
one of the original OG cast members just got bit. It's kind of funny. OG. It's just down to two, no, three OGs. Four. Okay, we got we got Carl, we got Daryl, we've got Rick, and we've got Carol. And the uh, the girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Laura. Laura. Uh, oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maggie. Maggie. Maggie yeah. season two. And you got um the dude, the dude everybody loves. Uh, ride with him. Uh, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. So we got four originals, and now mm. we're about to to be down to three. What do you think about this, man? What, what did you think about this mid season finale? Did it deliver for you? No. Uh, <laughs> listen, you know, listen, man, I, and it's and I know it's probably just me, but this season so far, man, I've been struggling through it. Um, the Negan storyline at this point is starting to wear on me. Um, I think they've stretched it a little too long. You know what I mean? Because if you think it's the same thing. Uh, they they try to buck on Negan. Negan comes back and poses rules. They don't like the rules. They try to buck on Negan. Negan comes back and poses rules. You know what I mean? And it's it's really basically the same thing that we've been watching the last two seasons now. Um, I, I, at this point, like I'm, I'm like they to me should have been more should have happened. Like it, like. And I know they tried to leave this one with the with the thriller, with the you know, the the original guys getting bit and so on and so forth and the destruction of Alexandria and yada yada. But I, I struggled to stay awake. Um it just wasn't exciting for me. I just I don't know. It it's just it it's and I don't wanna say it's losing its 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 flair, but I think that I just I don't think you can just They've got to stop just making the back half of the season exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Or I'll just start watching the back half of the season. So here's the thing with this with this first half of the season. They, they really tried to do something different and make it this one big conflict or one big battle. And we're just seeing it play out through different perspectives and random points in this. But I think what they really kind of missed the ball with they didn't make it clear what stuff was happening and what time frame it was going on. I think if they had done like a, a 24 counter where it's like, this is our seven, this is our 22, just so we have some sense of when all this is going on. Because I didn't know when the kingdom got mowed down. Was that the same time that Rick and Daryl were fighting those, uh, were fighting in that compound or, when Morgan was taking the guys back to the hilltop or when Morgan decided to come back and be a sniper, some of that timing was real weird because characters were moving in different locations like they could teleport where other characters were like they were walking instead of driving cars. But I hear what you're saying about the whole Negan thing, and it does kind of feel weird where it's like, okay, when are you guys going to learn to do something different? The one thing I really hated about this was that Daryl became like a, a movie villain, like a Bond villain. I'm going to send this truck into your compound. Yeah, yeah I didn't understand that. Come in, and then I'm going to walk away and just assume they killed you all. That that makes no sense. It was like, dude, we're going to do this plan. 
wait for them right. to come out and start mowing them down. What do you wait mean? But, I didn't understand that at all. This wasn't part of the plan anyways. Like, why are you, like, you, for so, for, for, since last season, right, you prepared this plan. This whole season was basically you guys activating the plan that you prepared last season. So now you're putting the plan in place. So, so far, everything is working. You've got, you've taken over their outposts. You've got everybody who's left in a, um, in a compound and you got walkers surrounding the compound. Plus you got an inside guy who's working with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Why send it in the truck? What, what, what sense did that make? Like, dude, the plan, stick to the plan. You know what see, I mean? I didn't actually well, have a problem with him going rogue on it. But see, the, the, he could go rogue so long as he had any kind of follow-up. Just assuming and hoping that that was going to be enough didn't make any sense. Like, when they came back, it was like, what are you doing? Shouldn't she be out there stopping them from escaping? Because they're going to try to fight their way through the zombies you just put in their in their home. They're not going to stay right. there anymore. They've got to leave. It was and only two of them. was there to sure they stayed there. Huh? It was only two of them, though. So even if even if they wanted to run that plan, it was they only two of them. They didn't have the numbers to 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 hold off the people from escaping. So this is what I'm saying. It was it was it was it was the plan didn't make any sense. So now you brought the walkers from wherever they were, and now they're all flooding in from one side. Mm-hmm. See, you had walkers surrounding the building. The crash mm-hmm. brought the walkers from wherever they were around the building now to this other side. Yeah, it was, so, it was a real so, bad call. Yeah, it was a, but I didn't understand the call. Like, if, if if you and I are making a plan and we say, hey, this is the way we're going to do the plan, and then all of a sudden I say, you know what? The plan isn't working fast enough for me. I mean, they were literally, I mean, of course they couldn't see inside the compound, but they were only a day or two from starvation in there. Uh, you see, the food was, I don't know how much food, food they had because they weren't showing how much time had passed. So it was just kind of like a, well, I mean, because I figure Negan has enough food to last for a week, definitely two days. So it was just, it was weird. I thought they needed to have a lot more follow-up. And I did not understand why Rick felt like I need to leave right now this pivotal point in this battle to go get these junk dudes to help them to make them decide, hey, now's the time to join up with us. That was stupid. That was stupid, too, because if you're taking out the outpost, you would think that he would consider them an outpost. Right. There was and no come, redeeming value to kept keeping them alive. They had already right. betrayed him when he thought he could rely on them. And they told they would have gotten everybody killed if Hilltop and the kingdom didn't show up at the last minute. It was crazy. So he decides, okay, I'm going to leave this big mission that we're working on to get these junk dudes to come help us, even though we've got it under control and we don't need them anymore anyway. And then... The moment the saviors start shooting, they run off. 
is like, dude, Man, they these hold. guys are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't even mad at them. I was like, you know what? You guys have totally been consistent this entire time. Rick, this was on you wasting the time and letting Daryl go and do this stupid plan because you were caught in their little lock bin. It was stupid. Yeah, I did like that there were some actual consequences to dumb decisions. Like, I didn't understand why Carl didn't use his gun on those walkers when he was out with old boys to deep. Like, why are you letting oh. these walkers get close? Oh, it's so you oh, can get then, Okay. Yeah, then you, then you fall down. The walkers are on top of you. And I was wondering, when the walkers fell on top of him, I was like, yo, nobody, he's not getting bit? He got like, yeah, because you, you was like, dude, this, there has to be some consequences for acting stupid on the show. And I felt like that really was the first time in a really long time where somebody's dumb decision eventually got them killed. So yeah. I like that Carl oh, yeah. had his moment, and he was like, Lincoln, you can kill me, dude. I'm already dying. You know, if it's going to save right. everybody else, go take me out. I like that. It gave Carl a nice moment. And and Negan, I like Negan when they don't overdo him. And I thought the, the, the finale, the fall finale, did a good job of keeping him in limited doses and just making him this crazy threat. I like that, that you know, and I noticed how, how my boy Jesus didn't say a word to Maggie when the saviors pulled up to their to their convoy and took old boy out in the back seat. He was like, well, I guess I was totally off base about these guys. When they didn't need to take prisoners in the first place. No, nah, I don't know why they. Yeah, anyway, so I mean, Jesus, Jesus was—I don't know. Jesus was on some some uh, some other stuff, man. Like, why are you keeping the dudes on the pound, crown pound? Like that didn't make any sense either. So then they built them. It, it, this, this season, like I said, so far this season has just been kind of whack, daddy. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I'm hoping that it gets better next, next, you know, what does it come back in January or February? You know, I think it's February. Walking Dead tends to be a little funny with their breaks. Like, they, they go for a minute and then it's like, all right, we'll catch y'all later. Um, right. So, because you got to see how Carl, if they so see Carl or do they send Carl into the woods? Let him become a walker. Yeah. What is, like, what are they going to do with Carl then? Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, and then, you know, Rick is going to, you know, Rick is probably going to go crazy after this. I don't know how they're going to reel Rick in. Um, so, but, yeah, they, 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 you know, the walking dead was confusing. There were some parts in there that just didn't quite match up. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Have you been watching The Gifted? Not yet. Dude, come on, baby. I'm going to need you to come on. I know. I'm, I'm, this is a okay. great point, so I'm going to catch up. I know you've been been all excited about it. I'm going to watch it and be caught up. Uh, and maybe I'll at least get through halfway. I know they're on episode 10 now. So I will, I'm aiming to be on episode 5 by, the, by this point next week. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do that and so we can talk about how great Gifted is because you, you are raising and and signaling the flag high for this show. So I think it's so far it's been pretty 
pretty decent, man. It's been pretty decent so far. Um, My cousin told me it was good, too, so I, okay. I, I know I need to check it out. So there, there's two high, strong recommendations for this show. And I'll get that for okay. the new shows. So we'll, we'll, we'll do our gifted recap, at least for the first half, next week. Okay. Hold me to that. I sure will. All right, Chief. So now we're going to go uh, check out this Black Panther spot. Hopefully you'll get a chance as well this weekend to see Last Jedi so we can talk about that. Going Sunday morning. All right. Good deal. Thanks, man. Appreciate you hanging out with me. Thank you all for listening. This episode of Loud Movie Files has been filed.